What's good, podcast populace, and welcome to another episode of the new school version of 106 in Park, known as the Brain Trust Countdown, where three best friends count down their top picks on seemingly outlandish topics, and more importantly, argue in a public forum. As always, I'm your man, Alan, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts. To my digital left, you have the myth known as AP. AP, say what's up to the people listening. What's good, everybody? And then to the digital right, you have the legend and a guy who has only seen Home Alone 3 and won't watch a minute of the other inferior movies. Say hi to the man named Anthony. What up, people? Uh, For the record, Home Alone 3 is the best one in the trilogy. I hate you. (laughs) That's not true at all. Uh, I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> just for the record, no I one has that think on they released it on Blue. I, I have it on MP3 just so I can listen to it while I walk the dog. Yeah, What's the point. <laughs> you can't even see the traps if you're listening. The, the hijinks are a huge part of it. <laughs> Hormone Three is trash. No one should watch that. It is That's pretty a... bad. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we feeling today? I mean, I'm okay. Just you know, getting along with the week. Nothing too crazy going on. Yeah. How about you guys? What's yeah. going on? How are you feeling? I'm pretty good. I'm cold. I have hollow bones. And so the, <laughs> like, the a cold, bird, like a bird. Like a bird. So yeah. the cold is just so biting. Hollow bones. Well, it's <laughs> funny because you are always someone that complains about being cold, regardless of the time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a, a very important thing for our viewers and listeners to understand is that you never used to wear winter jackets. Yeah, I don't help myself in these. Yeah, it, makes, it never makes any sense for me. It's just <laughs> a hoodie and then some sort of bubble vest, like it's yeah. and you're oh, part I, of Shaw Claire's crew. What's wrong with you? I will clothes? roll up. Shaw <laughs> Claire, I will roll up. Shift knock, bro. That was in, in the thinnest Henley, looking like Dexter, being like, "Yo, what are we doing?" You're like, "Oh, we're just waiting in line out here." Yeah, all right, I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> yeah, I'll catch you guys later. I have some murder to do. <laughs> Thanks, there, Dex. It makes no sense to me. Why wouldn't you just do this for yourself, knowing uh, that you are so susceptible to the cold? You, okay, you know what my thing is actually. I I purposefully, intentionally get super sick. Once every like seven years. So you guys have just caught me on the one of seven. I'm just trying to build up my immune system by crippling it. Every... Just, it's completely on purpose. It's by design. <laughs> it's what we're learning. Exactly. This it's is called a life hack. Yeah, this is not the season to get sick though, just for the record. But that's a terrible segue into the, what we're going to be talking about today. It's, so, not, it, it's not even a segue, if you will. Yeah, this is going to be a sharp right turn into whatever the hell we're talking about. So there's no elegant way to talk about this. So let's just go straight into it, shall we? Let's do it. I let's was going to try and find a tangent, and I was like, oh, there's none. There's I none. can't find one. There's we'll just none. Right in. There's nothing. There's nothing that you could say or do to make this a graceful transition. So let's just jump right into it. Rather than the graceful swan dive, we have a belly flop into, into this week's topic. Today is a huge day, everybody. This is the day that we've all been counting down to. Pardon the pun. Today, we're counting down our favorite Olympic sports. Just kidding. We're recasting oh. The Matrix. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't watch the Olympics. It would all be running. All three would be running. <laughs> Uh, You're not even going to different types. Running. No, is it, is, it, is it not all one event? It's all one event. <laughs> but the relay race. Wait, is there a relay race in the Olympics or am I thinking of 
varsity. No, <laughs> or am I thinking was. of elementary school? Uh, there is a relay race. That yeah, is there's 100% a relay race. But today, we are recasting The Matrix. It's the defining Ooh. sci-fi movie of our teenage years and a movie that made us question everything about our surroundings. Today, we recast the quintessential cinematic cornerstone that is The Matrix. We are recasting Morpheus the Mentor, Trinity the Love Interest, and Neo the Hero. And maybe if we have some time towards the back end, we can talk about who we want to be Agent Smith. The options are limitless, so let's get crazy. Let's take this blue pill and go down this ride. Coming up next. Well, I suppose we should begin. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Brain Trust Countdown. Three, two, one. Here we go. All right, gents, thank you for going on this ride with me. Like I said earlier, we're going to be talking about who we want to be in our version of The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And the options are rather limitless, so we can go any options with this. If you want to go with a Brooklyn Nine-Nine universe matrix, Ooh. by all means, I want to hear about Ooh. it. If you want to recast bits and pieces of The Office and make that into a Matrix-centric movie, Man, I would watch the absolute hell out of that. I could see Shroot being Morpheus. I, yeah. think, that, I think that'd work. <laughs> well, Shroot as a as um, Smith already makes sense to me. Ooh. But I, I like him as Morpheus because rather than the blue pill and the red pill, he could just have Shroot Bucks. I think it'd be perfect. <laughs> Shroot Bucks and a beat. <laughs> you take the red beat and you go down the throat. <laughs> <laughs> or you take the shroot buck and go back to everything you've already known. <laughs> right itself. Oh man, now that we know that everybody what here watches The Office, we could totally do an Office-centric episode. We could. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that down the line. It'll be pretty sick. Yeah, and then we'll reach out to Kevin Malone and see if he wants to do this. I'm sure oh, he definitely does not Kevin want to. But you know, hopefully. <laughs> if not Kevin, Kevin then Jen. Jen will do it. No way. Jenna won't do it. If I'm shooting for the moon, I'm going for Creed Bratton. Let's be honest. <laughs> we all want the most lunatic person there. We're going Creed Bratton. Um, but Anthony, why don't you tell us who you had in mind for uh, our number three, which is going to be uh, Morpheus, the mentor. Nice. Okay. The mentor role. That's a great one to start with. Um, let me first say, as far as this exercise goes, I'm not taking any shortcuts here in creating a Brooklyn Nine-Nine universe or, a, or an Office universe version of The Matrix. That's not for me. The Matrix was an important sci-fi movie, arguably, like you said, one of the defining sci-fi movies of our generation. I'm not just going to phone it in, man. So what was I thinking of when I cast Morpheus, the mentor? I need somebody that was serious that had Lawrence Fishburne level acting chops that could arguably build that mentor-mentee relationship chemistry with any actor we chose, right? They gotta be versatile. I'm giving it to the man, Brian Cranston. I'm giving it to Heisenberg himself. Think about it. In in, In Breaking Bad, when we saw him slowly transition as a character, we knew that Heisenberg wasn't somebody to be trifled with. And do you think for a second that Neo thought about trifling with Morpheus? Nah, not after he, <laughs> not after, not after the hand thing, not after the Kung Fu started. Yeah. He knew better. 
And so <laughs> do I think he's too old for the role? Maybe. If we're talking about a modern version of the Matrix, like fast forward things by 20 years, then maybe they give him a little bit of a backseat role. Maybe he doesn't necessarily have to get pummeled by uh by <laughs> We have CGI now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Brian, don't do him like that. Um, but that's going to be my number three, Brian Chris. Wow. Um, I will go out on a limb here and say that I absolutely love that pick. It didn't occur <laughs> to me at all. And it pains me to say how much uh, I, I agree with this choice. So uh, Brian Cranston as the new Morpheus mentor, couldn't, couldn't agree with anything more. I yeah, I have, to, I have to echo that. Like, if you're looking for somebody who's serious, who really looks like he knows what he's doing and people won't mess with, I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. Especially new. Thankfully, he did Breaking Bad after he did Malcolm in the Middle, or else your pick would be trash. But <laughs> we are where we are right now, so... <laughs> I'm with I don't know. You want, you want to see Morpheus in Zion running around in his underwear? <laughs> he's your guy. Underwear... <laughs> I feel like that's just his M.O. now. If he gets a character, he's got to run around in his underwear at some point. So he's nailing it. So Maybe apparently that's how they meet. That would, be, that would be the ideal meeting in the street. So apparently he's on a new show that I haven't watched yet and didn't bother to learn anything about before we started recording. But he plays, judge. he plays a judge who something happens to his son and the title of the show is called His Honor. And for that cheesy choice of title alone, I was like, I'll give it an episode. I'll, I'll watch Brian Cranston anything, but I'll give that an episode. No problem. That, that sounds like terrible 90s sitcoms. Like we're going to going through Coach again. What was that about? A coach. <laughs> there was no creativity in that time frame. Oh, Craig, <laughs> Craig T. Nelson is. I don't know, a coach or something. We don't know. Are uh, you who, watching cares? This? <laughs> who cares? We'll, we'll get one season out of this and then we'll get canceled. It'll be fine. We're also getting paid. That's it. But good pick, man. I can't like hate on that. Um, AP, tell us what, tell us who you had in mind for Morpheus. Yeah. So, okay. So for me, for my picks, um, as you know, I'm an avid music lover. So I decided I was going to create a musical universe of the matrix. I love it. So if I'm thinking about Morpheus, I got to think about somebody who's been around forever, knows what he's doing. People lean on him and they know if he touches anything, it's going to be gold. So my Morpheus is Quincy Jones. Who else oh. would it be? Right? You go with the big Q. How long has he been in the business creating hits? And for everything, R&B to rock to music videos, and he's got movies, you know, the whole Austin Powers theme thing. He knows how to crush it. So I think he would be the perfect person to be a mentor to somebody like Neo. He's been a mentor to so many up-and-coming musical artists, so I feel like it just fits right here, which is why he is my Morpheus. Oh, mm -hmm. I, I cannot, I can't argue that either. I mean, there are so many things that I want to say, like, oh, Quincy Jones was this, or Quincy Jones was that, but the facts speak for themselves. Quincy Jones is a bona fide hit maker. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like, I, I want to hate it just because it's you, but I can't no. say anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. I get the feeling the majority of this episode episode like we're just going to be impressed with the picks like i feel yeah. like that's just what's going to happen which i'm completely like i'm here for it um but it's going to be good but yes thank well that's what you, thank you for agreeing with me sir yeah this show doesn't always have to be super combative that being right. said it, it it always gets better when it is combative, combative at I, some point 
Yeah, and I imagine Anthony's going to pick something stupid towards the back. I was just going to say. (laughs) Both of you need to shut up. (laughs) The only point of contention I have with Quincy Jones. Mm -hmm. I can't even fight it that much because you're doing a music verse matrix versus versus a serious verse matrix. Mm -hmm. But my only point of contention is if we're doing music verse and we're picking a mentor, he might even be too on the nose. Like, I don't know. I don't He's know. too perfect for He's the role. perfect for the role. He's too on the nose. You need to pick somebody with a little pizzazz to him. Somebody that look like steal a scene. Am I saying Quincy Jones can't steal a scene? No. Did I enjoy him on an episode of Fresh Prince? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to hold off full opinions until I hear the rest of your lineup. Because I think if I have the rest of your lineup, I might be able to give you some some. Crap. That's the thing about <laughs> this you, uh, this topic, that uh, picking individual actors is one thing, but looking at it f- from the big picture and seeing the ensemble, it, it it's so satisfying to know and think about and imagine in your head if it works. That yeah. being said, my mentor, my Morpheus, is somebody who probably right now couldn't be hotter. My person is currently living in the world of the Star Wars realm, as well as the hit show, The Boys. My Morpheus <laughs> is Giancarlo Esposito. Wow. Yup, I'm going with Gustavo Fring, <sighs> AKA Giddy, Moff Gideon. Ooh. Wow. I know. Okay. Okay, I have thoughts on this. First of all, love that we picked two people from Breaking Bad. I, I know. just love that. <laughs> I feel cup. like you guys, I feel like when you guys think serious, that's all you got. <laughs> we need somebody serious. Uh, One note. <laughs> who's that bald assassin? Maybe him next? I don't know. <laughs> I know Aaron Paul is my, is my lead. Casting Aaron Paul <laughs> as Morpheus. Aaron Paul is Neo. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Giancarlo, first of all, for some reason, I thought you said Star. I honestly just hear Star Trek when I hear Star Wars. I've got a serious <laughs> problem. I was like, Carl Urban. <laughs> also, I heard Star. I heard Star Trek and the Boys. Just for the oh, record, so Carl Urban's fantastic too, though. He's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I can do anything. That guy um, is John- like he's just charismatic, like personified, right? Yeah. Everything he does is so likable. Even in Thor Ragnarok, Carl Urban is a scene stealer. He was fantastic. I, I'm not the only one that didn't recognize him. Yeah. So good. I, I must be. I must be. He was he was a scene stealer for sure. Oh man, that takes me back. Yeah. Like <laughs> a year and a half ago. Anyway. Um, Giancarlo, problematic pick? Maybe. I've never seen him as a good guy. I've never seen him as on the side of the of the the underdog. So it would I mean, do I think he has the acting chops for it? Sure. But right now, as as it stands, show me a version of him that can be an actual mentor to uh to a hero character. Well, I mean, you can make mm. the argument that he was a mentor to Jesse in Britain. <laughs> So, I mean, he was a better mentor to that box cutter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that box cutter put in work. <laughs> oh my God. Slow drag. I Slow will say, drag. though, I do, I do applaud the pick because it is interesting. But I do agree that I can't think of a time where I really see him as that 
all knowing because that the chinks in the armor started to show far too quickly in that show for me, for me to be like, yeah, he's stable. Like he's, stable <laughs> genius, you know, I just didn't do it for me, but stable what, you know what? Genius. He's a stable genius. I don't know. I don't know what, what that's a reference to, but um, yeah, it's okay. All right. You know what? I'm going to do the same thing you did. I'm going to hold off. I want to see the ensemble and what that looks like. Yep. Yep, because at the end we're gonna recap, and then we're just gonna ask some, ask each other very simply, would you watch this movie? Fair. Ooh, I'm with that. Okay. I'm with that. Yeah. Okay. So which one's next? Who's next? Uh, Anthony's right. gonna hit us with his Trinity slash love interest. Mm. Yeah. So I guess one thing I I, I want to highlight with Trinity is that yes, she is the love interest, and yes, she adds a whole lot of depth to Neo's characters and like makes his essentially helps establish his hero's journey. But I think she's a pretty strong character on her own and she needs to be able to hold a scene. She needs to be able to fight off agents. It's like having no powers. It's crazy. It's crazy to me that anybody goes into a fight like that. I mean, they're not going to survive very long facing any agents, but to to survive even minutes is more than I would do. I've got a bad knee. (laughs) Will that carry over in the Matrix? Will they digitize my (laughs) my bad knee? I don't know. I would hope APOC wouldn't do me like that. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. (laughs) Oh, Switch. Um, So I I just want to put it out there that my pick for Trinity was keeping all of that in mind that it, it had to be a character that could hold her own. Okay. I'm giving it to Zoe Saldana. I honestly hmm. think seeing Gamora, seeing Uhura, seeing her in any role that allowed her to like, they gave her scenes because they knew she could she could hold her own in them when they put her up against Klingons in the second Star Trek. Uh, I, I watch her as a character and I've watched the stuff she's in and I think she would, she does a great job of A, rounding out this cast and B, doing justice to Trinity as a character. And you don't see her in enough, frankly. Mm-hmm. You don't see her in enough content. So I'm throwing her one of the biggest, you know, uh, blockbusters in history. I'm giving, I'm giving her, I'm giving this one to her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my only pick with Zoe Saldana is that Shoot. you always look for a reason to bring up Star Trek. And this is another case in point of that. So uh, I love Zoe Saldana. I think that she's great in almost everything she does. Um, I think that she'd be, uh, that she's a little too cool. What? (laughs) She's too cool, huh? No, I I feel like she's already got her toes uh, in different like geek franchises for her to dip her toes into another like uh, like cinematic cornerstone. And I think that she would might take a second look at this and be like, maybe the Matrix, maybe another franchise isn't the right move for my career. You know what I mean? Outrageous. Looking at the, the fan backlash. Like she's yeah. three <laughs> things. You know what people are. <laughs> you know people are oh, oh, so Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool and Green Lantern and people lose their mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Sometimes nerddom sucks. And I get it because I'm part of that world. I mm. you know, we get up in arms, we throw our pencils in the airs and just uh, you know, <laughs> rain rain them down on things we find. Keyboard <laughs> warriors. Disagreeable. Well, you know what? Okay. So I'm okay with that pick. I, I don't hate it. I like Zoe Saldana. I think she's great. 
Um, I think she can do anything well, and she's good at action. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, it's a good pick. Can't hate on it. Again, I'm 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 seeing the ensemble starting to be built. And I so far I don't know if it gels, but we'll wow. see how it goes. I'm not liking this tepid reaction. I don't know. I don't know. Yet. <laughs> not liking it. Now on my front, if I'm looking for a love interest, not necessarily just a love interest, because just like you said, Trinity is a character that's been around the block. She knows what's going on. She's sure of herself, and she knows her role is to help somebody else be great. So for me, in my music universe, I said, well, what, what? singer what producer has created a world like that where she's boosted a lot of other talent maybe some that people don't even know so for my love interest slash booster i went with carrie hilson specifically Ooh. right not only is she crazy attractive i'm sorry i have to say it not only is she crazy attractive but She's done that. The amount of songs she's ghostwritten that are on the tip of people's tongues that they just don't know was her is ridiculous. So I feel like she would be the perfect booster for this set too. She's a great supporting character and her with Morpheus, you know, being Quincy Jones, so far <laughs> it's rounding out perfectly. So that's what I do. What do y'all okay. think? I'll give you points for that because... Like, I almost see, and maybe I'm the only person that ever saw this, but I almost, mm -hmm. and maybe if I were to do an age lineup, I'd be like, oh, you're an idiot. I, I almost see like a father-daughter relationship with Morpheus and Trinity. Like, I almost see just like a, mm -hmm. like a, a like there's some, there's something there. I don't know what, like they never explicitly put anything out there, but you could see there was a lot of trust and like a bond in their relationship. And yes, okay, to give you points, I can definitely see Carrie and Quincy having that dynamic on screen. I can see that working for both characters. Mm -hmm. At first you were like a producer, big in the music industry. I thought you were gonna say mm -hmm. Cookie Lion. No, like, get out of here with that. I'm no, all, I, all I can hear is her voice. All I can hear is her yelling. And Trinity doesn't yell. I love Cookie Lion. Easily oh, one of the best great. characters. One of the best TV characters in, in, in recent years. Taraji I mean, King. her name's Cookie, damn it. Her name is not Cookie. like it. <laughs> I have never seen an episode of Empire, nor what? do I really care to watch it. I don't care to watch it. Come on. Just Bro, watch, care. The phenomenon. watch the first episode. And yeah. you'll realize why everyone loves it. Dude. Yeah, why, why are you so wrong? I only have room for TV. one serious TV show, and it's Breaking Bad. And I'm constantly <laughs> watching. If, yeah, but if it's you think Empire is serious, then you've missed the mark, sir. Empire and Breaking Bad are a shared universe, though. Not a lot of people know that. So. <laughs> Just, outside, Just outside of New Mexico. Yaz. Yaz is out there. Um, so my thoughts on this whole thing are, I love Carrie Hilson. I've loved Harry, Carrie Hilson forever. Mm -hmm. I, I on like one of the original like Carrie Helson bandwagoners and uh, shout out to Carrie Helson. If somehow you managed to listen to this, your music is fantastic. You are, absolutely. yeah, you, you're a great artist. And on top of that, you are absolutely stunning. So if you ever want to come onto the show, you have a free reign and, and an open invite. I mean, yeah, I don't see any way that she would, but why not? <laughs> I mean, if Nick Cannon can go on 106 and Park and declare his love for Mariah Carey and then be married to her, anything yeah. can happen. <laughs> Just Ooh, That was a callback to the intro. I love it. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Question. Because yep. I actually don't 
know anything about Carrie Hilson. I'm going to go and just tell you both right now. I am not a Carrie Hilson diehard in the way you both are. So I I just did a quick, uh, a little Googs here. Um, Apparently enemies with Beyonce. Some, there's some bad blood there. Can either. I I don't know about that. Nor nor does it matter to me. Not even true fans. I feel like, shut up. I feel like everybody, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have beef with Beyonce. I, I just, like if you're in the female and the music industry, I think it's, I feel like it's par for the course now. I feel like it's part of, you know, it's part of your growth and development. It's, you know, you release an album, you have beef with Beyonce, and then you make a Millie. That's how it mm-hmm. works. One, two, three. Carrie's tracks are bangers. Knock You Down was such an amazing song. Energy mm-hmm. is such like a ballad. Oof. Mm-hmm. That track just hits you deep. Pretty Girl Rock, guilty pleasure track. That's Love the that only song. one I know. Pretty Girl yeah. Rock is the only one I know. All right. Well, the next time I see you, I'm going to bring over a bunch of Carrie Hilson and you're going to listen to it. <laughs> uh, also, Carrie she was Hilson. trending. She was trending a couple of years back because uh, KD, Kevin Durant, tried to slide into her DMs. Yeah, and like... And, and holler at her, and K- and she turned down KD at the time because she was dating Serge Ibaka. Nice. Yeah. I mean, the evidence speaks for itself. Yeah. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> so, Alan, what do you got in your love interest spot, bro? Here we go. My love interest spot. This is where my picks make a sharp left. Earlier, we did a sharp right to start talking about this. This is where my picks take a sharp left. This time, uh, my love interest isn't a girl at all. My love interest goes to Michael B. Jordan. Just like you were saying earlier that uh, there was a father-son or a father-daughter relationship going on, this time around, uh, my twist in The Matrix is that Giancarlo Esposito's Morpheus is the father to Michael B. Jordan's Trinity. Go on this ride with me because it'll all make sense. I am a thousand percent going to chime in and say I love this pick just for the fact that Anthony is losing his damn mind. (laughs) You knew, you knew this would cut to his soul. You knew it. And I'm so happy that it has. (laughs) Anthony, tell us how you're feeling, man. This is all you. You got the floor, bro. I'm not taking the bait (laughs) as much. You know how I feel about Michael B. Jordan. You know yeah, how look I at your hair, bro. We know. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a left turn here and say Michael B. <laughs> is a great guy. He's, he seems to have a great personality. A lot of people want to work with him. Um, very touching. Uh, posts uh, in regards to Chadwick Boseman. Um, He brought a lot to the Black Panther franchise, which you both know I was very excited for and very in love with the comic books. And so he didn't damage the property. (laughs) That being said, I don't necessarily think he's the best actor. I think he's very (laughs) good looking. You know what? I I told you I wasn't going to go down this tangent and I'm already... You may as well finish up. Yeah. The this, world, this, is the part, this is the part of the roller coaster where you're just going right down. Um, <laughs> do I think he would be a good fit for the Matrix franchise? Absolutely not. Whoa. I, absolutely not. Wow. I think, 
You that know is what? his tank? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the only thing that he might have going for him is that they were so they were all super intentionally robotic in the Matrix movies, and he would just happen to be that way because that's his acting style. But Oof. shots wow. fired. Michael B. Yeah, Jordan. You know, you know what? Oh. Let's, not, let's not get me in a fight with Michael B. Jordan because I will lose that fight. I will, lose that fight I will fast watch and badly. The hell out of it. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm waiting to see what your who your your neo pick is because I will recast Michael B. Jordan for you. I'll do you a favor. <laughs> get to the also, Jean Carlo, you think Zoe and um, Brian Cranston will have worse chemistry than John Carlo and Michael V. Jordan. AP, I do. Answer that question, I do. honestly. I honestly, AP. I, think about I those two characters. <laughs> I have to know who the last component of the trio is before I can say yes or no. I don't want to <laughs> say anything. <laughs> so, on that note, then, what, you know, we got one person left to cast. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be our Neo, our savior. Our hero. The what chosen one. Anthony? Okay, you know why I'm super mad about this now? <laughs> because everyone listening is going to be like, you should have cast Michael V. Jordan as your Neo. <laughs> and and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own that now. I'm going to get ahead of the socials and own that now. Because I'm going to be honest with both of you here. This is a moment of vulnerability, not often seen on this podcast for obvious reasons. I had a super hard time casting Mio and I went back and forth about who I thought could do it. And the person I ultimately landed on, the more I think about, the more I hate. But I will still give him, I will still give him his dues because he has been a tour de force in Hollywood for many, many years now. He doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Some people say he has a really like hard time picking roles. For whatever reason, he just picks these one-off garbage roles and people are like, what? And he's like, yeah, I probably should have done that. And then he just moves on (laughs) with his life and gets another great role. So I'm giving Neo to Mr. Fassbender. Now, I know, I know one of the biggest problems with this is that he looks like a tank, right? When we meet, when we meet, Sorry, was his name, was Neil's, like, Matrix name John Anderton? <laughs> I no, just Anderson. It was Anderson. Anderson. I don't know why I'm Mr. thinking Anderson. Ander- Anderton for some reason. Maybe I, I, I have no idea why you would even think that. A bizarre left turn. Um, yeah. He doesn't look like the office-bound, you know, hacker-by-night nerd that Neo was in, in the first Matrix. And his character very much changed throughout the rest. AP's face right now is making me laugh so like, hard. How? He's so visually disturbed by this. I guess, I guess I just landed with... I didn't stick the landing with Neo. <laughs> I know it. Because mm-hmm. I was just so... I was just so committed to the serious verse. And I was so committed to, like, a character that could do that, that, like dis self like ability discovering piece mm-hmm. but here's my twist just so i can maybe redeem myself here Impossible. i actually want yeah 
Agent Smith to be the better, more likable character. I want Agent Smith to be the draw oh. for this version of the Matrix. So the person who I was originally going to cast as my Neo, I have since recast. Earlier today, I recast them as my Agent Smith. And so I think that will have some redemptive qualities as I apologize for my pick before him. But <laughs> that's, where, that's where I landed with Neo. Take it or leave it. Fastbender. Um, I hate it. I don't think that, yeah, I, I'm just not a big fan of it at all. Like uh, you had me at Zoe Saldana, you had me at Brian Cranston. I'll, I'll watch anything with Brian Cranston is in it. I mean, I watched Godzilla in theaters and he was in it Ooh. for maybe eight minutes. Um, uh, so I'll watch anything with Brian Cranston in it, but Fastbender doesn't bring me to the office, like to the, to the box office. He's like, eh, I'll catch that on YouTube and watch the highlights. And if my buddies tell me to watch it, then I'll give it a shot. But other than that, I, I'm out. He's I'm not out. your dude. No. Wow. I mean, Fassbender, I think, is an interesting pick because of your clarification that you want Agent Smith to be more likable. I'm interested to see what that dynamic looks like. I feel like just at, by looking at Fassbender, though, it ju he just does not fit the Neo archetype. There's no way that guy's a nerd. He's too, like, he's too big and he's kind of old. I just don't, I just don't see it working. It reminds me of a Rainier Wolfcastle as a nerd in that movie. Exactly. Walking around high school just jacked. It doesn't work. He's too big, bro. <laughs> but I, I mean, I applaud you for, for going left field with this pick. And Honestly. You went yeah. out on a limb and it did not pan out. <laughs> what I, so what I will say, though, on the other end of things is while you may not have stuck the landing, I feel as though I very much did. Okay. Um, so in my... <laughs> <laughs> in that my, in no way, shape or form helped redeem my pick. I just want you to know the setup didn't match the delivery. So, <laughs> so we're not friends anymore. I <laughs> In my musical universe, I will agree, I also had a very hard time casting Neo. Like, it took me the longest to cast Neo, and I wasn't sure why. Um, but then I thought about the qualities, right? I said, okay, who's Neo? Neo was a guy who was who had worlds of potential, and we knew it was there, but he was just kind of, like, wasting away and wasn't doing much. But he needed other people who were professionals to bring it out of him. So I said, in that realm, what artists do I know that might have a ton of potential maybe they write a lot they produce maybe they sing themselves like where does that go was their development and then it struck me so my neo in my musical universe is neo i knew it yeah i knew it neo is neo and why <laughs> and why does that work you say because neo has <laughs> worlds of potential worlds of potential he's done everything he's produced he produced let me love you I mean, come on. Every, like, as far as R&B goes, quintessential R&B. Like, he's, he's ghostwritten and produced so much. And then he transformed that into an actual musical career. And where is he now? No one knows. So that's why I think it's perfect. It's perfect to see somebody get that redemption. You pull them out of wherever it is they are and kind of put them back into the spotlight and have them remember how great they actually are. So my Neo is Neo. 
Don't at me because everybody in this little podcast knows how much I love Neo. Fun, <laughs> right? fact, fun fact, Neo and I are birthday twins. So uh, I know uh, everybody knows that I love to shout out and give uh, standing invites on this show. Neo 100% has a standing invite to join this show. Birthday episode. Yeah. <laughs> birthday episode. I, I, <laughs> uh, Neo's great. You won't hear mm-hmm. a single thing from me. My God, it, looking at this big picture, if somehow your version of The Matrix gets made as a musical. I'm How great in. is it? I'm How great in. is it? I'm see so Carrie in. and Neo, let's go. Yeah, and then throw, throw in Lin-Manuel Miranda as Agent Smith, and I am in. <laughs> I am so in. Take my money. Holy. Uh, Fantastic. I'm in. Yeah, I support Thank this. You, sir. Holy. Thank you. I'm proud of my picks. Um, How do you feel, Anthony? How are you going to ruin this loving? So, first of all, my two birthday twins are Vin Diesel (laughs) and Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela cannot come on the show. But I just wanted wanted to point that out, Alan. Um, As far as the actual Neo pick goes, who could possibly be mad at the the angelic voice of Neo? (laughs) He's, he's, can, a, he's a treasure. <laughs> so sick. Come on. Come Miss on. Independent? Bro. Don't come even. on, bro. If you thought Neo looked dope in a leather duster, wait till you see <laughs> Neo rocking a bucket hat as he, <laughs> zips around, as he zips around the Matrix. <laughs> it's so perfect. I love it so much because even going from nerdy to actualized, literally all Neo needs to do is take his hat off and put on glasses. <laughs> That's it. And he's a nerd. Iconic. Iconic. You want him to be the showstopper? Hat on, glasses gone. Iconic. He's there. He's like Superman. <laughs> no one can even recognize him. He covers one eye. No one knows. <laughs> Damn you, Neo. Unrecognizable in that Kangol hat. Unrecognizable. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, guys. Now, we got to end off strong, right? Mm -hmm. It's your turn. Alan, what do you got for your Neo? So, we started off with Giancarlo Esposito as our mentor Mm -hmm. role. Mm -hmm. We then transitioned to a elegantly chosen Michael B. Jordan as Trinity, a.k.a. the love interest. My Neo, the hero, has to go to somebody with the acting chops that can handle that kind of chemistry and that kind of delivery thrown at them. Sure. My Neo goes to Natalie Portman. That's right. Wow. I'm recasting The Matrix and giving a female lead to our hero. I know. I know. You're both speechless right now. I love it. I love it. Me too. No, me too. That's fantastic. Okay. My only thing is I don't know if Natalie Portman's right for the role. Mm. And I I know Natalie Portman is a strong actress, strong enough to act opposite of Michael B. Jordan, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I met her in Japan and she was nice to me, so she was strong enough to play that off too. (laughs) All right, fine. Go ahead. Tell the story. Go ahead. Tell the story. So I was at a rock garden (laughs) in Japan. It's, a, it's it's fine. It's fine. My boy Jazz was there. He could confirm the whole story. Shout out Jazz. 
Um, I guess just tell life. the story. Just tell no, the I'm story. I'm not going to tell the story, but I will say Natalie Portman tolerated me for 30 seconds. And so that was enough for me to know Fantastic. how decent of an actress she was. She played it off like she actually <laughs> was fine to meet it. Um, I don't know if she's right for this. This So Michael B. Jordan's... I, I don't know, maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's just the two, the dynamic, I don't believe between the two. Do I love your version of the Matrix? A thousand percent. I love the way you swap the the, the love interest no. character and the main character. But do I know about Natalie Portman? Less sure, but I'll leave it at that because she killed it in V for Vendetta. She killed in literally everything else. So what reason do I really have to believe she won't also pull it off as me? You have no reason to doubt her. She's given you nothing to, yeah. to, to question nothing her. Yeah, she, she's given you nothing to question her her end results. Like her work speaks for itself. Natalie Portman will deliver anything from uh, like Oscar winning performances to pizza. Natalie Portman delivers. <laughs> I think she would crush the role. I think my only thing with it is I don't know if she would do it. I feel Me like either. after the whole like Thor debacle, I feel like you bring her a superhero. Well, not even just that. Um, what was the other thing she was in? Uh, Electra? Uh, so no, that like, wasn't her. That's Jennifer Garner. Oh, that's, that's Jennifer Garner. Garner. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But like after the whole Thor thing, I feel like if you bring anything to her that's remotely superhero related, she will, she will toss it right in the bin. I you know not. she's coming back though, right? You know she's coming back as Thor, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. She works, she works, she works. <laughs> scratch that, scratch that. She works, she works. Yeah, right. yeah, true, 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 true. Wow. <laughs> do I still have time to redeem myself? We have I lots think, of time. Yeah, I let's, think let's, I can do it. Let's I think I can do it. Our, uh, now, our agent Smiths. Let's do both it. of you blew me away with your trios because now that I think about, like, again, Alan, uh, Natalie Portman, maybe, but like, as a character, <laughs> she can't be argued with as, a, as an actress specifically. And so I think there's a lot of merit there. But there is another component to these groupings, which is, of course, the Agent Smith casting. We need All right. to know that. Thanks for coming, everybody. This has been a great episode. <laughs> I want to uh, shout out everybody who's listening today, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. All right. Peace. I got to shout out the, the credits of the entire first Matrix, every name. Um, <laughs> so, what I want to happen in my version of the Matrix, slightly different than Alan's role reversal of the two main characters, is I actually want the Agent Smith character to heel turn potentially further down further down in the uh, in the the trilogy. Okay. So who did I cast as a character that could potentially make us hate him in the beginning and make him love us in the end? Mahershala Ali is the only person that can perfectly do that. So, we give Mahershala Ali Cottonmouth himself the ability to win us over both as a villain and then potentially later, who knows what happens? The virus becomes a good guy, wants to save humanity. I don't know. But do I think that he can <laughs> do I think he can carry us there? Do I trust him to carry us there? 1000%. And so he was originally my Neo, but I said, you know what? I haven't seen him do bad guy in a long enough time that I think if we gave him both bad guy again and then brought him back as a character that people could root for with something happening to our sorry, Michael, um, Neo character <laughs> under darker <laughs> circumstances, I think people would show up for that last movie without a doubt. Huh. Without a doubt, they would show up for that movie. I like, like right now I'm just looking at his face because I like, I always got to get the faces in just to be like, okay, okay like how does that work? Like okay. if I like the way it looks, if I feel like, I think, I think it works. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think I can get with that. What do you think, Alan? I can get behind Ali as Smith. I really can. Yeah, it's a it, it's a great idea. He's got that stoic kind of um, like really uh, straight laced uh, delivery. Uh, I think that he can be uh, lovable yet uh, intimidating. So he's got that he's got that delivery down pat. So. Uh, I, I support this decision. Uh, I still think that your movie is probably straight to DVD. But, <laughs> but, but that being said, um, Ali as Smith is great. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm hearing is I made a better movie than you, and I appreciate you. Erroneous. Erroneous. Not say that. All accounts. Because Let us know on the socials who gave <laughs> want to hear their mix let us know on the socials who made the best movie thank you very much <laughs> well i mean i i mean i'll go next for my mm. agent smith and i um mm. if we're gonna if we're gonna completely crush your pick i'm i'm in <laughs> so now i have now i have my trio and they work perfectly together their foil has to be somebody because it's agent smith and he's everywhere has to be somebody who's highly talented highly skilled mad generic but also <laughs> doesn't go away so for that reason my agent smith is justin timberlake tell me that's wrong (laughs) perfect pick justin timberlake my agent smith he is he looks like literally everybody else he's mad talented and it doesn't matter what happens in his life what scandals how good or bad his albums are he's coming back with another one wow that's that's a layered commentary on Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it really sounds like you hate Justin Timberlake. <laughs> oh, I love the guy. I, Justin Timberlake, well, I don't love him, but like, because he's done some sketchy things. But Justified <laughs> is one of those albums I still listen to front to back. Future Justified is sounds, a stellar, stellar album. Shout out to Pharrell, though. Pharrell's mm-hmm. yeah, the real hero. Yeah, real hero. Pharrell and Chad Hugo. Shout out to the mm-hmm. Neptunes. They did Damn. their job on that one. So I, I I really do enjoy Justin Timberlake's music, but I had to go deep to say like, hey, what is Agent Smith? Why, you know, what's the basis of who he is? And find somebody who to throw that right on top. I think the only problem with this ensemble is that it looks like more of a social commentary than anything else. But like, <laughs> I, you know, I ignore that. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and ignore that portion of it because that wasn't the intent, but whatever. Don't That's amazing. <laughs> All right. I guess it's my got? turn. Mm-hmm. This it. is where we round everything out. This mm-hmm. is going to be the final word, and then we'll maybe ask one quick question at the end of it. But for me, it's poetic justice. My agent Smith is Keanu Reeves. Ooh. Come on. <laughs> That's very nice. That's Come on. A very nice round. I like that. Like, the, there's no combating that. I mean, you have Natalie Portman opposite a robotic Agent Smith in Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a moneymaker right there. And the fact that you can bring back Keanu to a franchise that made him such a, 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 an overnight celebrity. or Because we all know that he was in Speed and a couple of other things and Point Break. But really, The Matrix is his moneymaker. And to bring him, yeah, and to bring him back to that as the villain, come on, talk about a heel turn. That is a heel turn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't want to lose, so I'm not going to support you in any way. 
<laughs> and what I will say about this is Keanu Reeves makes a terrible bad guy. I don't know what you're talking about. Unless and maybe he's got the range for it, but I've never seen it. He was the last time he was a bad guy was always be my maybe. And that was and that was that movie was awesome. That was that fantastic. Was so good. Ali Wong, that movie Park. was fantastic. Randall Park, yeah. Ali Wong, come on, come on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if I buy it. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I don't know, but nope. I do love the idea of the casting because nobody would see it coming except mm-hmm. you spoiled it. So yeah. <laughs> except that you told everybody. But other than that. No one would see it coming. I well, the, I like I like him in that role. I think it works because Agent Smith doesn't need to have a ton of range. He just mm-hmm. needs to be able to say some lines somewhat menacingly. And even that isn't really accurate because as long as he wears shades, it doesn't matter. Like it just feels <laughs> menacing with shades. They do, they do hide a lot. Um, no, I I feel like when he did the whole bit about humanity and like the, the how much it revolts and disgusts him, that actually was a subtle like display of rage to me but hmm. that's that piece that scene just stands out for me so we all know that anthony has in his mind a rewrite for captain planet i yeah. have a rewrite <laughs> for the matrix so the way that this whole thing ends is that uh the first movie has this great battle and Natalie Portman stands triumphant, but beaten up and weathered. Giancarlo Esposito is on the brink of death. Michael B. Jordan may be dead or uh, severely injured. Humanity still wins, but the true enemy reveals itself. And up from the rubble stands a completely pristine Keanu Reeves, fully clad in suit, fade to black. And then that is the setup for the next movie. Mm. Come on. You don't introduce Agent Smith in the first movie. Not until, until the very that. end. You still want to watch this, AP? You still want to watch this? I mean, I think the casting could work. I don't know if I would watch the movie if there's no villain until the end. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's... I feel like I... I feel like it might be boring. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, there's obviously a villain, but the main re- the main villain reveals itself at the end. You don't know what you're talking about. Let me just make this movie, and then we'll then we'll see. Cool. All right, we'll yeah, see I'll, you I'll wait for it. Oh, wait for it. See you open tonight. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. <laughs> but thank you so much for mm. going down the rabbit hole with me on this. This was a, a lot of fun and. Uh, uh, more fun than it probably should have been, but let's yeah. be honest, AP's musical version of The Matrix is somehow won. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I, I'm i impressed. I was impressed with myself. I was like, damn. Thank you for yourself on the back. Yeah, it's good as hell. Like, I can't I know. Even... The weird part is he's humble about it, which is weird. <laughs> it's just a day. It's a different day today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining with us. We'll catch you all next week. Thank you. Everybody take care. Thanks for listening. Take it easy. Bye-bye. The Brain Trust Podcast is hosted by Alan, Anthony, and AP, three best friends with a penchant for arguing about the inane. Our theme music, production, and mixing is all handled by the very talented AP. Want to continue the argument online? Have a countdown you think we should tackle next? Hit us up at the Brain Trust Podcast on Instagram or the underscore BT Podcast on Twitter. See you next week.